Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. I don't know. It's weird because we've been in lockdown. It's been, and I'll steal a phrase from a friend. Yes. It has felt like we have been moving through cement for the last fortnight. Yeah. Yeah. Wet cement. Right? Mm. For those who don't know, Melbourne went back into lockdown a fortnight ago. We had mystery cases pop up in the community out of nowhere. Oh, and I'll tell you how this happened from my end. Right. Not out of nowhere, just for the record, out of out of a, a failing of the contact tracing, which they're now going, oh, we got the contact tracing, it's great. But yes. it's, no, you failed us. So I was sitting in the morning meeting at work and Rona was really <laughs> making her exit. Right. We were struggling for news, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like we just, it, we were doing so well. Rona was leaving, she'd had her fun, she was done. And so the news cycle was very dry. Anyway, we're getting to the end of the meeting and I got a bing, my phone goes off from a contact. And the only time I see his name on my screen is when Rona wants to come back. Rona's like, I'm not done, there's another farewell (laughs) tour. And so I saw his name and I was like, oh, shit. So I opened it and he just wrote, new cases incoming. I know. And I said to the meeting, I was like, oh, no, there's new Rona cases. And they were like, what? What? This was after the wallet, man. Yeah. Yeah, and we thought we dealt with it. We thought we dealt with it. And we really fucked up other states this time too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hang on. (laughs) South Australia fucked us up. (laughs) Oh, look. South Australia fucked us first. Yeah. Look, for people not from Melbourne, it's it just it was a real blow. I took this one because that's our fourth lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. I took it really hard. Yeah. Sure. Same. Really hard, and 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 have been working from home, and still am. Got to stay for another week. Yeah, it just cursed. I don't know how, whether it sort of showed up in my day to day work. It's cursed had to deal with me every day. But I honestly had to find everything within me. Same. And yeah. can I tell you of all that? Because shit happens. And I want to say, I know Kirsten will say the same. You were incredible. Your reporting. Your, oh, yeah. thank you. You were like the top-notch Juno oh, on the story. thank you. Round the clock Absolutely. as well, like constantly. Yep. It would be like 8 p.m., 9 p.m., and you're tweeting out the latest cases, the latest info, that oh, they're linked. Like your tweets were incredible. amazing. Thank what you did. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, you I you, got girl. really like all up in it this time. Yeah. But I was all up in it publicly, not privately. Right. Okay. So yep. last lockdowns, I was like – trying to help Jim from Lake's Entrance who wanted to know if he could get his mower out on Sunday between 2 and 4 p.m. And I'd be like, I will find that answer for you, Jim. (laughs) This time around, I was like, no DMs. No fuckers private message me. I'm just going to put all the information out. Oh, I see. And you do with it what you will. But here is as much information as I can give you with zero opinion, just fact. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That was my motto. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fair enough. Well, that kind of ties in with... Of all the crap and when you're on air and people, you know, talk back, people yeah, yeah, are ringing yeah. and they're angry and so they're upset and, yeah. and they don't know where to take it out. And no. Stuff. And there was one particular caller. That I might has get the just... audio because it's, it's, yeah, bloody hell. I know exactly where Bert? you're going. I don't know what his name was, but um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear it. And I oh. do listen when I'm driving around. All right. I didn't so, hear Bert though. Bert was, everyone was up.
upset. I understand. Okay. We're all upset. We were. And the show had moved on. And with my show, yes, we cover all the breaking news as it happens. But you've got to move on. Well, we try and sprinkle in an occasional interesting information. Something yes. to use. So we were doing a segment with our psychologist. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think I said something along the lines of, well, she was giving people sort of tools of how to deal with it because sure. people were taking it out. And she said, think back to how you got through the long lockdown. Think of the things you yes. did, whether it was a jigsaw puzzle sure. or a daily walk or whatever it was. We're different fuckers now, though, in lockdown. Yeah, but she said take from that and yeah, use okay. that and try and find that Peace. getting by kind mm. of thing. And I, I needed to do a weather forecast. Okay. And I said something along the lines of it. It was a lovely sunny day. <laughs> oh, no. I said something along the lines of yeah. at least we've got oh, no. some sunshine today. If you do feel your spirits need a lift. Yeah. Go out and take a walk in the sunshine. Yeah, Surely and I've that been will help. You. Something like yeah. that. And what did Bert say? Oh, Bert, hang <laughs> me up. Kirsten will find it. Far out. Bert I'll find happy. it and I'll play it. I don't know no. where it is, but we will play it. Mm. Bert just got into me. Oh, it's all right for you. You've got a job. Oh, oh and a bit of sunshine's going to fix it, is it? You know, oh. there's, there's a tone to Bert. Sabina, Bert joins us now. Hi, Bert. Hi there. You're all getting paid while the casual employees get nothing, but the sun's out. That's the most important thing, isn't it? You know, those of us that for another seven days will get nothing, but the sun's out and you're getting paid, so let's all stay happy. Because you can't help people. No. You can't. No. And I actually was thinking to myself, well, look, I know, Bert, I know you're upset. I know. But I didn't, and I may have yeah. said this on air, I said I didn't, I didn't put us into lockdown. No. And I didn't say to Bert, but I was thinking, look, me not being in a job is not going to make it any better either. It's like when people kick the dog. Yes. Something's wrong in their life. But for some reason, it's just needled me so much. Totally. Do you know what my favourite shit is? So uh, people might not follow me on Twitter. I post dog videos every now and then, right? Yeah, which is good. Keep it up. Yeah. And people sometimes get political under the dog videos. No, don't. Mm. They do. So they'll write like, oh, it'd be great. I have to think of the voice that someone angry on the internet would do. But it'd be like, oh, it'd be great if I could take my dog more than 25 k's away from my home and play with it. <laughs> like, you know, like they write the most, the stupidest shit. And they're like, oh, my dog and I would be much happier out of lockdown. And I'm like, hey, idiot, it's a dog in a bath. Like, yes. just enjoy the video. And then I write back to them. I write under... Under no, it. don't. No, I do. do that. No. I write back to them and I say, hey, I can understand you're angry, but I don't take negative comments underneath the dog posts. Everything else is fair game. Yeah. <laughs> and people always, I've never had anyone, everyone just writes, okay, no worries. I understand. <laughs> people just get it. People are like, oh, okay. So I can be a troll everywhere else, just not under the dog video. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll delete my post. Fair I'll delete call. it. We know that you're yeah. trying to be nice. Yeah. Um, and can I do one happy thing? And this is something Kirsten and I have been going bonkers over. Sure. Have you been watching Love on the Spectrum? No. <gasps> oh. It's Listen to Kirsten. It is Kirsten, so good. We are Chanel obsessed with it. it. We are obsessed with it. It's on the ABC and you can go back and watch it. Um, and it's basically people on the spectrum and there's two seasons now and um, they, they're all looking for love and they want nothing more than to find, like, just find someone that loves them, which is what I think because everyone people wants. people that are on the spectrum... Is yeah. that the right term? It would yes. be because yeah. it's the name yeah. of the show. Yeah, they refer to their own autism at, t- at times. They honestly want nothing more than to be loved. Yep. Yes. Have I told you how people on the spectrum love Nicholas? No, why? In I don't know. It's interesting. Several times, I don't know if it's because he's quite tall, but 
And when I say several times, I mean several times out in public, people with autism, younger people, yeah. have just come up and hugged him. That's really interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. Or like that. a couple of times they've uh, people have just come up and high-fived him or I don't know why this happens. I'm trying to think why. There's a really good... Um, he's quite tall because of... he's tall and big. I'm not that? sure. I don't know. They Maybe do he's got like good like energy differently. And he's just Maybe really it's good approachable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't it's know. It's hard for to know how people with autism see the world. There's a movie called, oh, it's like a documentary so movie called um, mm. Temple Grandin. And Temple Grandin was autistic. But in this movie, they sort of try and show. There's, I just remember watching one scene where a door is closing and she's yeah. sort of seeing it with all the lines and as though it's a mathematical right, thing. Right, right, right. And but the, I'm sure there's all different um, levels of it and different levels of, of you know, whether they most of them seem to be highly intelligent. So there'd be different levels of that. There's also a show called You Can't Ask That. Oh. I don't know if I've spoken to you about that show it's also on abc i need to check that it's called yes that sounds familiar you can't ask that and they have an autism episode and basically what it is is people from the public asking the questions that you can't ask right and so like for example they ask people with autism why do you all look the same Right. And then they answer it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so amazing. That's And good. then someone asks, like, why are, you, why are all of you happy all the time? You're always happy. Why are you always happy? Yeah. Or then there's, like, priests. There's an episode where it's all priests and they're like, why are you all pedophiles? Wow. Yeah, it's really interesting. That's also good. If Ooh. you want some lighthearted, not dead body. That, you can't ask that. You can't ask that. Um, and there's another one while we're at it. Well, there's two more. There's um, Employable Me, which is people with disabilities trying, trying to, to get, get jobs. jobs. Yeah. And you're like, it's so barracking. Yes. Them. Although that one, it doesn't always work out. And the other show is um, Old People's Home for Four-Year-Olds, where oh, they send all the yes, four-year-olds in that. with the old people. But Love on the Spectrum, Kirsten and I, every single day Obsessed. in our meeting about the show, had to have like a 10-minute debrief on the <laughs> I show. I love it. <laughs> On Love, Love on the Spectrum. It. it is so beautiful. And there's okay. a girl I'm watch it. we are obsessed with. Katie has Down syndrome. Yes. She is a, an actual angel. Yeah, she's the best. Earth. She's divine. Oh. Divine. I want to protect her with everything in my being. I just love yes. her. Yes. Yeah. She's, you'll, you will love it. Uh, you could watch episode a uh, series one, or you could go straight into series okay. two, and then go back and watch series one. Right on. Do we need to discuss anything else? Well, let's no, let's go. Let's have some dead bodies. Who's well, has first? anyone seen one? One what? A body, mm. dead one. No, but one of my stories. I'll have to do it now. I'm saying it out loud. Um, I remembered a dead body story. I don't think I've told you, and I didn't see the dead body, but I saw where it had been. If that counts. Okay. But. That'll come later. I'm obsessed with the death of Jeffrey Edelston. Are you? Yes. See, I don't care. And I hate it when someone dies that everyone didn't really like and they all suddenly are all doing tributes. I know. As and though they care. The thing about him is is that the media was so into the fact that he li- lived a colourful life, right? Yeah. That was the whole thing. Like yeah. it was bizarre and I, I think you could say it was, it, was, it was a bit crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then when he died, it was all, oh, doctor. He was a doctor. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, it was a yeah, bit like yeah, that. Yeah. But I am just obsessed with, yeah, I'm just obsessed with the whole life. 
He's a he was a very odd man. Look, I I think I met him a couple of times. And he was quite nice. I worked in Frankston when his very first clinic. So he right. he arrived in Melbourne mm. as this like a celebrity doctor, and he set up these clinics. There was one in Frankston where I was working at the time. Yeah. In fact, it was directly opposite my newspaper office, my yeah. my desk where I sat, because my husband worked on Jeffrey Edelson's building. Right. And we could see each other across the town. He was right. up. I was see? up on the second floor of my building, and. Oh, he wrote a thing on the outside of the building once, big letters for me. To, anyway, that's another story. Wow. Um, yeah, so I met Jeffrey Edelson back then and he was kind of the biggest thing, but then that yeah. all went bast and then he went a bit strange. And he did go a bit started strange. Started marrying Very young, young girls who didn't. Did you see this morning that Bryn Edelson never had never slept with him? Do you reckon that's true? Well, that's what she says. Oh, well, I didn't really. Yeah, okay. Well, that's what she says. Yeah. And then there was Gabby Greco. Oh, God. The Instagrams full on. I've stopped following them. You haven't seen any of the recent videos? No. I do feel bad for her though because I think that – I don't know how to say this properly. Well, you know, she's a very young woman and I feel – like she needs some guidance. I she's very. Is troubled. that the right way? Yes. Yeah. I think that's what I'm trying to say. There was a case she was involved in where she was on a plane. Yes. And there was men paying her to be there, and yeah, she's a troubled girl. Yes. I'm just mm. I'm looking at her Instagram posts right now, and I'm just like I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. She's beautiful. Let's get dead. Let's get dead. Who's going first? You, you go, go first. first. Oh, I don't know which one I'm doing because I'm going to like fit around whatever story you do. Or will I? Yeah, you go, you go, you go. What if I've got a long one? That's okay. Mine's short, so you go. Okay, well, this one was a story that happened some time ago, but there's been a sort of a a recent update to it. Uh, And I would just credit the – well, I don't have to. I've taken most of this from the records of the Supreme Court of New South Wales. So it's about Seth Gonzalez, which might be a familiar – Seth, S-E-F. Okay, okay. He was uh, born in the Philippines on the 16th of September, 1980. He was raised in a nice family, stable environment. His parents were really focused on giving him, and he had a younger sister, Claudine. Uh, They wanted to make sure that the kids had a secure future. He described his parents as strict and devout and that they expected him to behave very well and do well at school. Now, this is still in the Philippines. When Seth was 10, there was an earthquake and he was in a hotel that was owned by his father. Apparently, uh, the building collapsed and he was buried in it, but his dad rescued him. I just mentioned that because it may... Oh, early. Yes. Earthquake? Yes. Terrifying. Because there would be nowhere to go. Would you run outside? I don't know what the rule is, but I think you meant to go under your desk, but that seems crazy. Nah. But there's no warning. One minute, you're sitting there. Next minute, yeah. you're done. Did you see the shaking building? I think it was in China. I have seen a shaking building. It was, yeah, it was like wobbling and people yeah. ran outside. I don't know what the rule is. You keep going. I'll look it up. I reckon run outside. People say stand in a doorway. Like, yeah, how is that going to help you? <laughs> It's heavy wood there. There's a lintel. There's a steel lintel above doorways. But also there's only so much room in a doorway. We're going to have the Jack and Rose Titanic thing all over again. <laughs> you can't, you can't no share room. the doorway. Yeah. I need the whole doorway. Okay, stay inside until the shaking stops and it is safe to go outside. Do not exit a building during the shaking. What? Research has shown that injuries occur when people inside buildings attempt to move to a different location inside the same building or they try to leave. Well, and that's from scs.vic.gov.au. No, I don't like it. I, I would run outside. I think it's safer. 
so his dad rescued him. Right. At the time, to, just to set the scene, this was um, in the 1980s, and at that time the dictator, Ferdinand Marcos, was in power in the Philippines. So Seth's dad, Teddy, was working as a lawyer for a, a group that were rallying against Ferdinand Marcos. So they applied for um, refugee status here in Australia. They just had wanted to get out of the country. So they were granted. So they all came to live here in Australia. Um, within six months of that accident where the building collapsed and dad rescued Seth, they were all living in North Ryde in New South Wales. Now, the parents, Teddy and Mary Loiver, owned a property in both countries. So they were doing pretty well. It was about one and a half million dollars worth of property altogether. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we jump forward to 2001. Seth, by this uh, time, is 20. He's a uni student living in the family home at number six Collins Street in North Ryde. And his dad, Teddy, was working as a solicitor. His mum, Mary Loiver, was the office manager in the dad's business. Seth wasn't doing very well at uni. He was taking law subjects in a Bachelor of Arts course, but he'd been missing exams. He wasn't doing his assignments and his parents were really disappointed with him. They had really high hopes that he'd become a doctor or a lawyer. So they said to him that if he didn't do better, they'd take his car away. Seth's sister Claudine was 18 at the time. She was going to high school in another city in Melbourne. Her parents had sent her away to study because they didn't approve of a boy that she'd been seeing in Sydney. But on this particular day, it was school holidays, so she was back at home with the family in Sydney. Okay. On the 10th of July 2001, the parents, Teddy and Mary Loiver, went to work and Claudine stayed home and Seth went to uni, but Mm -hmm. he came back home. At about one o'clock, he drove to his father's office and tried to fix a computer. He left there between 3 and 4 p.m. and he drove home and he parked his car in the carport in the front of the house. Now, his car was noticed by a woman named Mariella Pavone, who was actually a client of Teddy's. She dropped some documents in the letterbox at about 4.15. So he was definitely at the house at 4.15. Well, the car definitely was anyway. At about 4.30... Claudine was studying in her bedroom and Seth came in carrying a baseball bat and either one or two kitchen knives. First, he tried to strangle her. He struck her in the head at least six times with the bat and stabbed her five times in the neck, the chest and abdomen until she was dead. Yes. You're out after being hit with a baseball bat in the head six times. Yeah, you would be. 100%. I don't even reckon you'd last three. And he'd already tried to strangle her, so she might have yeah. been sort of semi-conscious anyway. Yeah. About 5.30pm, Mary Loiver came home and Seth stabbed his mother in the face, the neck, the oh. chest and the abdomen. Her windpipe was completely severed. At 6 o'clock, his aunt, Emily Luna, and her son came over and they rang the doorbell, but no one answered. Now, she says she stood there for about five minutes and she could see, you know, there's those little side panels of glass beside the door. Mm-hmm. She said she could just see through that that someone was standing there, standing really still just inside the hallway. So Teddy Gonzalez arrived home at about 6.50 p.m. He had barely set foot in the door when Seth stabbed him in the neck, the chest, the back and the abdomen. One of the stab wounds penetrated his right lung and another one went through his heart and partially severed his spinal cord. It's more force than necessary to kill someone. This is definitely. Yep. Seth then spray painted on the wall of the house the words, fuck off Asians, KKK. 
He got rid of the knives, the bat. And I feel like that part I remember. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he got rid of the shoes and the clothing that he'd been wearing. So at 8 o'clock that night, Seth went to the home of a friend, a guy called Sam DeSillo, I think it's pronounced. Mm -hmm. And they drove into the city. They played video games. They went to Planet Hollywood, sort of things you do after you've stabbed your family. Sure, right. At at about 11.30 p.m., Seth dropped Sam off and he went home where he discovered the bodies and called an ambulance. So he said that someone had shot his parents and there was a lot of blood. And in the telephone call, apparently he did sound genuinely distraught. Right. He banged on a neighbor's door. He woke them up. And another neighbor, Shane Hanley, was watching TV. And he heard someone calling for help and he went outside. And Seth told him that his family had been shot and they were all dead. So they... And so he's tried to make it look like a racial attack. Yes. Got you. Exactly. Okay. So together with the neighbor, they went into the house. Seth apparently straddled the dead bodies of each of his parents, calling out, Papa, Papa. I have to do that to myself. When, when we got, when we got, we, I've got an old house and I love antiques, but mm. there's an occasional piece of IKEA furniture which I partly get just because it amuses me. Okay, and I love putting it together. And there was a, a bookcase which is in the office. Yes, and. Um, when we bought it and put it together, Kieran brought it into the room. And I don't know why Bonnie was being like a little Swedish girl going, Papa, Papa, Expedit, Expedit, which is, you know, the yes. names, yeah. So whenever I say Papa, I always think of putting together IKEA furniture. All right. Um, papa, Papa. And he was calling out, Mummy, Mummy. And he gave the appearance that he was overwhelmed with grief. He went, spoke to the media. He made appeals for the killer to come forward. Now, apparently, and I don't know whether this is true or not, but apparently he sang an a cappella version of the yes, Mariah Carey and Boys to Men song. Yeah, Hold one, on. One Sweet Day. Oh, There's God. vision. Oh, is there? I'm a- sure there is. Right. So it is true. Oh, my God. He did it over the caskets of the whole dead family. Yep. Any I'll good? I'll keep going while you, you keep Google. going. Okay, then. It was... Um, Cringy is right. how I remember it. We'll find it. And uh, Kirsten, can you pop it into the pod yes. about here? I would like nothing more. Sorry, I never told you all I wanted to say. Now it's too late to hold you. Because you've flown away, so far away. He doesn't hit the notes. No. It's as bad it, it as the scene in Step Brothers where, uh, <laughs> where he sings, let's give him something to talk about. It's really So three days after the murders, Seth saw his father's accountant to ask about his dad's self-managed superation, superannuation fund clearly addled with grief three days after yep. death. Uh, like, seriously, when my dog died, I still couldn't speak three days later. I wasn't arranging a, a meeting with us. You know, how do you Neither. do that after you've lost your whole family? Neither. They've been horribly murdered. Uh, then he went to a luxury car dealer and he asked about buying a Lexus worth 170 grand. And he said he would pay with his upcoming inheritance. I love how dumb it is. It's not looking good for Seth. Several months before the murders, Seth's mother had been very sick. Over the course of about three days, she had abdominal pain and diarrhea, and she thought it was because of something she'd eaten or drunk in a restaurant. So she was taken to hospital, and they diagnosed 
colitis, which is an inflammation of the bowel, which they thought was from food poisoning. But they did some more tests. They ruled out food poisoning. Uh, Mary Loira recovered from that and they never did establish the cause of that illness. What they didn't know was that she had been poisoned by Seth, a rare seed apparently from a plant that he'd ordered online. And later after all of this happened, they found a canister of liquid in his bedroom and that was sent to a lab in the US for analysis and they detected one of two plant seed poisons in the liquid. It was ricin, which is a horrible poison. So later at his murder trial, Seth's defense tried to suggest that Seth Seth had looked up poisons online so that he could commit suicide himself, but the judge rejected that. Now, the importance of this incident with his mother is that it shows that Seth had premeditated killing members of his family. Um, Seth Gonzalez was arrested on June the 13th, 2002. He was charged with three counts of murder and he gave two alibis to the jury, both of which they rejected. The first was on the day of the murders. He said that he'd driven home and as he pulled into the carport at six, he got a text from a friend that asked him to meet up at eight. So he said he didn't go into the house. Instead, he went to visit another mate and then he drove to Kings Ridge near Blacktown to visit another friend, but he couldn't find his house. So this was to cover the fact that his aunt had seen the car in the carport just Mm -hmm. after six. Um, In January 2002, he cooked up another story. uh, But what he didn't know was that at this point, the police were listening in on his phone calls and they heard him telling a friend that the new alibi would have to be solid. Otherwise, it could blow up in my face again. So this second alibi was that Seth left his dad's office in Blackdown before four o'clock. He went home, parked in the carport, but didn't go inside. He walked to a nearby service station, waited a few minutes there, then caught a taxi to Chatswood where he went to a brothel, chose a prostitute and had sex with her. It's wild. Yeah, it, yep. And his reasoning, I understand. He said he then walked to the railway station, caught a taxi back to his home. But he said, again, he didn't go into the house. He got into his car and drove to his mate's house, the one that he went out with that night. Now, supposedly he didn't tell this story in the first place because he was embarrassed to admit that he'd been with a prostitute. But police are better than you, Seth. They checked the records of the brothel. He had um, the the, um, sex worker he said he was with was not at work that night. Now, as for the words, fuck off Asians, KKK, that were written on the wall of the house, Seth claimed that members of his family were victims of racist crime that the murder of his family had been ordered by a businessman back in the Philippines. He said he'd been getting threatening emails and that uh, back in 2002 he'd been abducted and assaulted, which were all lies. The um, blue paint that was used to write those words on the wall was found on the sleeve of his jumper. Oh, for fuck's sake, mate. So Seth was examined by a psychiatrist, Professor David Greenberg, who said there was insufficient evidence to diagnose him as suffering from a personality disorder. And at the time of the murders, he wasn't suffering from any mental illness or abnormality. Mm. Um, He said he was sad and grief-stricken. We're not buying that, are we? The judge said the murders were premeditated and planned, premeditated, I beg your pardon, and planned, and there had been distinct intervals of time between them. And going out on the town straight afterwards showed this um, incredible callousness. The motives were to prevent his parents withdrawing privileges because they'd said to him, do better at uni or we'll take right. the car away. And obviously he wanted their money as well. So in sentencing him, the judge said, there is a risk of the prisoner reoffending 
and there is a risk of future dangerousness based on the fact that he pleaded not guilty mm. um, and that more three three years even after the um, he committed the murders, he still was saying he was innocent. So he was sentenced to three life sentences, life sentences starting from the 13th of June 2002. But update. Sure. 2021. Oh. Just before the 20th anniversary of the Gonzalez family murders, Seth Gonzalez sought a pardon from the New South Wales Governor-General on the grounds of miscarriage of justice. Why? And he said that he was doing this out of deep respect for my family and to honour my family. He said... He's deluded, right? Yep, yep, 20 years later, still not right. He said, for 20 years, the way they died has been incorrectly recorded in history. I just want to set the record straight. It's typical um, uh, sociopath, isn't it, when they think everyone else is getting them, that they're the victim. Um, Yeah. He's made several attempts to appeal his conviction, but all of them have failed. Uh, This latest appeal has failed, and a royal pardon now is the only avenue he has left. So we'll put the Queen on notice that she'll be getting a letter from Seth asking to let him out. I don't want him anywhere near my Queen. And he even compared his case to the Lindy Chamberlain case. Yes, as in, you know, wrongly convicted. Um, But the final note on this, and this, I, I just find this so delicious. There are some supporters of Seth Gonzalez, and I suspect they're not real. I think he's made some false online. Well, he's got time, right? Okay, so his supporters launched a petition on change.org to support his application for a pardon. Now, I had checked, actually, I put this story together a few months ago, and well, actually, it was back in. How many people signed this petition? Five. Okay, great. <laughs> but I just checked this morning, just before we recorded, uh, it got to a grand total of eight supporters. Right. And it's now been closed. Yeah. So I think we can leave it all with Good. the Queen now, leave it in her capable hands because she's the bomb and she won't let him out. I don't she think. won't let him out. There you are. There you have Seth Gonzalez. Yes. Do we need to talk about Lilibet? Oh, the name for the baby. People mm. were losing their minds over mm. that. I've lost my mind over that. Have you? Yes. I, I, look, I think it's a sweet name. And I, th- I think we don't actually know what goes on behind the scenes. No, we don't. And I we don't, absolutely I, do not. I think in my heart, as much as I want to hate on those two for being dickheads, mm. I don't think they would have done that without asking her. No, I know. Do you think? What are your thoughts? I think that. I don't know. How do you name her after the Queen when you've distanced yourself from everything that the Queen is? Yeah. I've I've heard that said and I understand the anger over that. I just Do you to... think they really did do it without asking her? No, they probably did. And She's you know I hate on nice. them every opportunity. I think they're stupid. <laughs> stupid pair of they're kids just... that need their heads banged together. And the Diana part, I'm not comfortable with. It's a full-on name, isn't it? Yeah. Lilibet Diana. I think I'm less Boom. comfortable with the Diana part. Are you? It's him. But again, like, it's his it's mother. It's still his mum, though. And I still think everything about him relates back to his mother being dying in those horrific circumstances. Oh, horrific. And so I can't, I can't judge Harry for using that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a name. It's anyone can use it. Oh, Chanel is so unhappy about this. I don't. Sorry. You don't frown a lot. You don't. I really think really about the cross. queen often. I don't know I why. I know you do. I don't Someone know why. sent you a. Um, you can do it. Someone sent you a feedback about your queen love. 
from Michelle. Hi, girls. Love the podcast. Yes, I love the boob episode and your wedding pics, Chanel. Both made me cry. Oh, that wasn't my intention, but thought you may be interested in this book written by the Queen's Dresser. I know all about the Queen's Dresser, Angela Kelly fascinating insight into what the queen wears because the queen is sassy as fuck right really yes Mm. so like when she met trump she made sure that she wore a brooch that obama gave her yes yes yes. right okay so it's her way because you know she's a lady so she won't say terrible things like me yeah what about that stupid college that was – its name says Magdalene, but apparently it's pronounced Maudlin. But there's a college in Britain where the, the woke common room committee oh. voted to take down – you know that lovely 1960s portrait of the Queen? It's like a lithograph. It's sort yeah. of with those lovely rich Kodachrome yeah. colours. Why are they taking it down? Because they don't want anyone to be offended. They want the common room to be – how can you be offended by, by the, the queen? queen? What is wrong with you? So they, they Someone put in, in my office, who will remain unnamed, yes. tried to say to me, what does the queen do? Fair, right? Probably a fair question. Hmm. What does she actually do? They do bring a lot of tourism money to the UK. Yes. A lot of tourism dollars. But what does she actually do? But my thing is this. She took power as a woman mm-hmm. and Fought all those bloody prime ministers and just took them all on. Yep. And I'm impressed by that. She is one of the most powerful and successful women of the last 100 years. There is no question about that. And I think what she does is she is in charge of the the mood and the tone of the country. Yes, the order. Yeah, exactly. And that's important Mm. because without that you have anarchy. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, Michelle goes on to say, uh, it's all about Angela Kelly, a fascinating insight into what the Queen wears, where it comes from, where it's made, um, all her accessories, lots of great photos too, nice things, nice things, love the dead bodies, but I would mind either, I wouldn't mind either if the whole podcast was banter. Oh, okay. We can do that. We can. Top bands. Yeah. Dead bands. I'm going to get that book. Of course you are. Look at her. Look how cute she looks. She's so beautiful. Did you love her being sassy in that photo shoot too? Yes. She was like, oh. Oh, Are we meant to look look like serious or something? And then they gave her, she was meant to cut a cake and they had a cake cutting knife there. She was like, give me the sword. And she just cut the cake with the sword because she gives no fucks. She's like, my husband died. I'm old. I've done this for long enough. I'm going rogue. (laughs) That's exactly what I hope to be. Go queen. Should we do some feedbacks? Yeah. All right. Uh, you, you go first because oh, okay. I've been yabbering I'll, on for hours. I'll just pick from here. Pick at random. Okay. From Miranda. I like that name. Miranda. Miranda. Mar- oh, you could say it too. Miranda yeah. or Miranda. Did your chair just go down? Yeah. I fell. Hi ladies, nice things, nice things. I have created a clothing store sample for you. Oh, actually that one's, oh, go ahead. What? We use this tool DigiTees for the Canadian Club of New Zealand. Hang on, I better explain. I'm so confused and I can't say my words. I meant to pass this email on to the two of you. but And I haven't done yet. I've got to forward it to you. Miranda's made merch. Please continue. I was able to whip up a test store fairly easily. They print to order, ship internationally, and there is the option to mark up products and earn commission. The current weird pricing rounding has no markup, but this is an option and commission could be donated to a charity, e.g. a women's refuge. I would happily make money out of this podcast and donate it. 
Yeah, mm. me too. Let me know what you think of this I idea. Didn't sound sincere then, did I? No, you did. did. I sound like I and if you want to give someone. it a go, I could make the store a bit nicer <laughs> and add a couple more products. But why is Miranda just donating her time to creating because this for us? Because she is a pod star, and I'm going to open up here the store and show you. Now, she's made uh, – so I meant to forward it to you two because we've been so busy. It's ridiculous. She's made two T-shirts – or three. Hang on. She's made a Nice Things, Nice Things T-shirt – and a Check Your Boobs t-shirt. Oh, my God. I love a Check Your Boobs t-shirt. There t-shirt. was a Chanel and Nico one I'm sure I saw. But, um, yeah, we – hang on. What else has she done? Oh, we need to sort That's it the out. view all. Is this the view? That's just a sample idea. Okay. But I do think – I don't a, know if people would want Chanel and Nico t-shirts. Speak for yourself. But I, I do. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would wear it. Um, I think it's great. I don't know how we launched that. I think we need – I don't know that Check Your Boobs makes sense. But nice things, nice things. That's our capital. That's our thing, isn't that's it? That's our we thing. Need, yeah. Shit, we need to sort this out. Oh, we do. Miranda, thank you for trying to get us into shape. All we, right. We, we've acknowledged, uh, here we are acknowledging you and we will act upon it. We will act. Signed, the dead bodies yeah. admin team. Yeah. Honestly, it's so, so hard for us to actually like get ourselves into a room. I can't get. All. I just can't get my shit together. There are times where I message, like I messaged Dee Dee and Kirst a week ago, and I was like, "Hi, I have not been able to get my shit together for two weeks. I know we need to pod. I'm cooked." Can I tell you how re- <laughs> I relieved I was when I received that text? Were I was like, you? Oh, thank God! I didn't think I could find the energy. Oh my God! I'm okay. Even, yeah. Because yep. we were meant to and then I cancelled and I was like, I just can't bring myself yep. to do it. Yep. No, I'm so tired. I love it when people cancel stuff. I really Same. do. It's just the best. Not you particularly. I love seeing you, but I do love it when people cancel things. Um... Do you want me to do this one that's yeah. on the same page? Yeah. From Natalia. Hi, ladies. Nice things, nice things. I'm a big fan of the podcast and I've listened to your every episode more than once. As I work over an hour from home, so do I. It's when I listen to podcasts. Your banter never ceases to brighten my day and myself and my taxidermied bat, Bruce. What? I'm just going to read those words again. Okay. Never cease, ceases to brighten my day and my taxidermied bat, Bruce, love to listen to the show and okay. drink tea on a rainy day. Look, Bruce is dead. Bruce is not listening. He does, how can she it, has a taxidermy bat called I, anyway? I have so many questions. I want to know what position right. it's she in. hasn't sent a photo. This is confusing. I need a photo. Yep. I've seen a few dead bodies in my time as I've sung at a fair few funerals and wanted to be a mortician for a long time as I have no fear of death. However, my partner is the opposite and I love him more than my macabre career possibilities and fascinations. That's like Nico. He can't deal with death. Anyway, I was wondering if you've heard of Lazarus syndrome. It's an interesting phenomenon and there's crazy stories about people having returned from the dead, including people waking up in morgues and funeral homes. Maybe this syndrome is why we need bells at grave sites. <laughs> yes, Keep up we the do. great work. Yes, we love do. your guts. P.S. Would love a where are they now on Basma and Sabrina if yeah, they still listen. Where are they? Where are they? They've outgrown us. They've moved on. They've probably got Do boyfriends. They have? <gasps> they're distracted. Or girlfriends. I don't know. My love. But yes, they've moved true. on. Uh-huh. If they're listening. Basmar and Sabrina, we could do with an update, please. Just an email what with a full stop in it anymore? to know that we – Oh. That would oh, kill me. What? I don't want to know if they're not friends anymore. That will break my heart. We're, well, if they don't write back, then we're free to make up what we want about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
What yeah. you don't pre- what not prepared for when you're a parent is when your child has a you know a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they break up. It's devastating, isn't it? It's the worst. And I remember though when my, my husband was married to a girl. Yeah. I'd be very careful how I tell this. Oh, I've got a careful story to tell after this as well. Those are my favorite stories. The careful we <laughs> I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan. Of very the, yes, and my mum stayed in contact. Right. I'd be that mum. I wasn't happy about it. I was like, Mum, take are... Martin aside. Stop doing this. Oh, actually now that I think about it, I'm the worst for this. There Don't take three that's... exes. No. Not of mine. Mind you. Of your sisters? My ex from when I was 16 years old felt like he could just message me during a press conference the other day to ask a question that he needed asked about. I was like, this is not the time for you to resurface. (laughs) I wouldn't have thought so when I'm standing at a press conference trying to get 20 questions in and you're just bopping up on my phone because I've had the same number my whole life. Who do you think you are? And I screenshotted it and sent it to Nico and was like, check this shit out. You know how people think they just got a direct line to me? Here's this fucker. Anyway, but I did his last it. That's it's true though. Because for people that don't live in Melbourne or who live out of this country, there are questions. Was, was it a COVID-related? It was a COVID-related question, and it was just okay. like, um, I'll bring it to you. I don't even care about shaming him about it. Um, so there are press conferences that happen every single day of lockdown and I go to them as part of my job. And so they have shots of the journos asking questions and people see me in those shots and they think, oh, no, that girl. I'll I've got a question. a question. I'll send her a question. She's there. She can answer it. He literally goes just out of nowhere. What about gyms? Question mark. Also, oh. hi, lol. Hope you're well. Oh. And then he goes, I didn't, I didn't ask the question. Someone else did. And he said, oh, I just saw the answer. Thank you. Oh. 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 Um. <laughs> he may listen to that. Don't know. But I do That's speak nice. to people's exes. Oh, I'm not comfortable with this. I know. Well, no, I, well, I think it's different when it's someone on your age level but when it's a parent it's like you're endorsing it's like you're no, still yeah, hanging yeah. onto it and you've That's got to let true. it go you got to and let it's it really dead. hard to yeah. let it go but you yeah. have to so I wasn't happy with mum but then it got complicated because the ex became unwell I don't want to go into the details because mm, just in case taken a turn. yeah I know and mm. then ended very sadly and then I felt bad about being uncharitable about mum keeping in touch so as it turned out mum was right mum was right about Lindy Chamberlain from the get-go oh was she when everyone else was going oh she killed her baby she, killed she was like no my mum was right no, she I, knew. Yep, mum knew. Uh, let's finish up from Andrew. Hey, girls, love your work. Here's a nice fact for you. I don't know if it's a fact, but it's the best fake news I've heard all day if it's oh. not true. I love it when people do a tweet going, huge if true. Oh, Okay, right. so the, the, uh, the what the fuck 101 science fact yep. is blood can be used as egg substitute when baking due to their similar protein composition. A team at the Nordic Food Lab studied the science behind blood's coagulating properties. You don't even need to Google it, Chanel. I think Why? I know this. Uh, oh, I feel determined yucky. blood is a viable egg substitute in baking due to a very similar protein compositions. If you're out of eggs and super desperate to bake your souffle, no. 
65 grams of blood for one egg, 43 grams of blood for one egg. Why? This is true. No, so what they do, what? often with um, commercial chocolate flavoured things, the um, is that light in your eyes? No, I'm just devastated about what you're about to tell me. Please continue. They gather, when in slaughterhouses, they gather up all the blood and they separate it. So they put it through a centrifuge. Fugal, centrifuge. Yeah. Yes, they separate the white. I feel sick. The platelets. Would this be in anything that I've eaten? Yes. Oh, the, if you like, buy all those, like not made in a bakery, but like commercial type packaged cakes and stuff, the it's either the white blood cells or the platelets are a preservative, and they are used in baking. And when they separate separate out the red blood cells, it actually turns into this very very dark brownie ready powder. Think of the color of like a packaged, commercially made sponge cake. That brown ain't cocoa. Cocoa is very expensive. These red blood cells are not as expensive, so they'll either use them and a little bit of colouring or flavour, chocolate flavouring. Or well, who wrote this shit to us? Well, that was Andrew, but that's fact. I saw it on something and remembered it because Andrew I was has ruined by everything. It. I've eaten brownies and everything mm. this week. Well, it could be real cocoa, so just check on the packaging how much cocoa is in it. What would it come up as? That shit. I don't know. Protein. It might come up as protein oh. or something. But but check the percentage of cocoa, and this is why things will brag on their thing. Oh, we're eighty percent cocoa, or because to use all cocoa is more expensive, um, and it's a different brown. And you'll look at commercially packaged cakes now. Look at the chocolate ones, and you'll see that it's kind of a reddish brown. And if you close this your eyes and taste it, you'll see it's not very chocolatey. It is devastating. But that's the facts. That's what you get right here on this podcast. Please send us your dead body stories. Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vella and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.